BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Doug Mellard. Hey, Doug Benton. How's it going, dude? Fantastic. We got a great one today, buddy, or at least I hope so. We got a couple <laughs> longtime pals of mine on the show today, comedian Judy Gold and radio host Greg Opie Hughes. I've done a lot of radio with both of them back when Opie was on Sirius XM. And uh, now he's got his own thing going. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about having the name Opie, <laughs> <laughs> the name Judy. Uh, how, how's your week been, Doug? Oh, uh, hey, guys. Been... Sorry to interrupt. Producer Ryan here. Our guests have arrived. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked anyway. Talk to you later, Doug. Let's... <laughs> Go ahead and roll that theme song, Ryan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another <laughs> Wide World of Dugs with an extremely aggressive theme song. <laughs> <laughs> and that two, is catchy. That is catchy. Wow. Yeah, you're going to be humming it later, you think? Yeah. That's <laughs> catchy! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to wake up now. I don't even know what they're saying. And I don't know, even know what the lyrics are. I just know that it, I think they're saying Wide World of Dogs. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's Opie and Judy. Hi, Opie. Hi, Judy Gold, who wrote an amazing book. Oh, Opie, I love you. It's an amazing um, book, and everyone should read it. I don't, I don't read many books, but I read uh, Judy Gold's book. I have yeah. to say, Opie literally texted me like, oh, my God. And both of my kids had COVID, and I, <laughs> I couldn't write back. Because oh, I yeah. lost track of everything, and I just want to say how much I appreciate that, Opie. Okay, we had a we had an awkward moment because uh, she she told me about her book. I read it in a day, day and a half, and I'm thinking, oh well, now we need to podcast. So I said, when are we going to podcast? And then I don't hear from uh, Judy for like two or three days. So then you know the. Uh, Oh, the angry came out, and I was like, Judy, what the fuck, man? I thought we were going to podcast and uh, talk about this wonderful book you, you, you wrote. And then she hits me with, both my kids have COVID. Both kids, my ex, my ex's wife, my son's girlfriend, and my son's two best friends. Oh and they were yeah. 
getting in my apartment. It was hell. So yeah. I do want a podcast, Opie, because I haven't talked All to her. All right. Like, but, but then it was so uncomfortable because then I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, did she just blow me off and now she's using her kids? No. Excuse? No, I know now, Judy. I'm just saying because that's how <laughs> we right. all think because we're all paranoid sons of bitches. I know. But you know I'm brutally honest. So. And then the yeah, Dugs right. bring you together to clear out your grievances. Yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, you so, do know that me and Judy Gold have nothing to do with the name Doug. So why are we on this podcast? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It's all Doug shit, right? Yeah, I don't know any Dugs. I, I knew I had one Doug I grew up with. That's it. Doug, yeah. Doug is a okay. weird name. All right. It? Well, thanks for coming by, you guys. Um, <laughs> got more experts on the name Doug standing by. <laughs> well, my real name is Greg. Doug's well, I was going to say my real name's Greg, and the only name I hate more is Doug. Right? Is that it's, true? Um, it's, yeah, I man. I can see Opie. Yeah. Uh, it makes perfect sense you heck, ending up with the nickname Opie because you you just don't seem like a Greg. And I'm not an Opie either, so I'm trying <laughs> to think of a third name actually because I, I I'm I'm too old to be named Opie, and I never liked my original name. Okay, I have a question. If you were having a child today, yeah. what is the percentage that you would name your kid Doug? Go. It must be crazy low. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, right. I know I would. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't seem like a popular name anymore. Yeah, um, and I, I feel like, you know, if your name is Doug and you pass, like, there's no Doug the second. That, that's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like Douglas. Yeah, Doug well, Jr. Oh no. Well, well, Douglas isn't as bad as Doug. Yeah, but nobody right. goes by Douglas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, my mom at least was smart enough not to call me Gregory because that's even worse than Greg and even worse than Doug. <laughs> Greg isn't the, bad. Greg is not bad. Two, um, you have the yeah. unique, you got the unique double G uh, spelling on Greg at the end there. Yeah, yeah what is that? That sucks. Well, it sucks because when you go into like rest areas and stationary stores and you want that little nameplate that has your name, they never had it with the two G's. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah so that's, like a, that's such a big part of living is you got to have little license plates with your name on them. <laughs> no, when, you're, when, you're, when you're 12. I'm okay, well, try being Judith. Okay. Yeah. Try to find that. Oh. Oh, that's, yeah. rough. <laughs> that's it's rough. funny too because like even when you don't want one you still feel left out that your name's not on there even right if you <laughs> yeah. it, that's a running theme i feel like four or five guests have brought up the little license plates and the frustration it's brought and it's so weird at that age like why do you even give a shit about a tiny license plate you only yeah. care if you're not your name isn't but up there which also, none of ours are but you even like when you go to those stores that have those license plates it's not like you buy them. It's just like you look for your name and then you walk away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like and you get you feel invalidated if your name is not on there. I, I agree with you 100%. I was always looking for a keychain because, you know, that's what a 10, 11-year-old needs is a keychain right. for all his keys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your latch you wanna, You're trying to grow up to be a janitor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. So I was supposed to be... Frederick Wilfred Hughes the third. Oh, that is exactly. really oh exactly. Why don't yeah, you my, just my put on your SS officer uniform right now? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and my mom, my mom, my dad's name was Fred. My mom goes, Freddie, we're not naming him Frederick Wilford Hughes the third. So, yeah. And then you landed Opie. How, yeah. long, how long did it take before the Opie thing happened? Uh, I was, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I was like 12 or 13 years old, and I was just a real nerdy kid with uh, glasses in a, in a classroom that I was keeping to myself, and uh, Julie Burson stands up in the classroom and goes, She's we a need a nickname for you, kid, and they went with uh, Howdy Doody, of course, you got to do that if you have a little kind of red hair, and then they went with uh, Will Robinson from Lost in Space. <laughs> <laughs> and then they started with the whole eagle eye and four eyes and all that crap because I wore glasses. And then she just pointed at me and went, from now on, your name is Opie. And it stuck that day. And did wow. you go home to your mother and say, you know, that's my new name? Uh, <laughs> no. No, it just kind of, it, it, it had to take time to kind of okay. ripen. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I was Judith, Judith, Judith. And I was like, and my mother would always be like, Judith, Judith. everyone call, and everyone in my family or people who know me before I'm like 12, all call me Judith. And then yeah. I'm like, I can't fucking take this. I need independence. So I said, my name's Judy. Right. And then my mother was so annoyed. She's like, if I wanted to call you Judy, I would have named you Judy, but your name. So people would like friends would call the house. We only had one phone and it was a landline for the young kids out there. And uh, so if someone, if one of my friends called the house and they'd say, this is exactly how my mother would answer phone. She'd say, hello. And they would say, hi, is Judy there? And my mother literally, I'd be upstairs in as loud as possible into the phone. Judith! Phone! Like as loud. <laughs> and it was, so, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. But yeah, so I changed it to Judy, but now I kind of like Judith. Yeah, Judith is cool because you don't see a lot of Judiths out there. Right. I should have, right? and now I'm an author, so it should be Judith Gould. Speaking of you being an author, and I'm sorry, Doug and Doug, because it's your <laughs> podcast, but I do want to mention that. In Judy's book, she talks about the, you brought back a memory that I got to bring up, where the phone would ring at your house and you would have the mystery of wondering who was calling. Right. And we have lost that in the, in the, you know, the year 2020. Yeah, because I talk about Janine Garofalo, because there's a whole chapter on social media and how much it's fucked up comedy. Um, yeah. And I, I, I had interviewed Janine Garofalo for the book and she has, first of all, she has no computer. She has a, like a flip phone. And wow. yeah, uh, she has, she, it's a fact that she has most things she needs to remember tattooed on her body. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Her tramp stamp is her mother's phone number. <laughs> the female memento. <laughs> So she, but she said, you know, I can't take, she said she's, she can't take the critics. She couldn't deal with it. She cannot deal with it. You know, like all the negative shit, she would read it and she couldn't handle it. And then she said, you know, when I, when I pick up the phone, I have no idea who's calling. So I, when I, I say hello, I, it's like old times. And it was like, I was like, what does that feel like? She said, well, I feel like when, 
the whole thing ends when there's like a meteor storm and, and no one can get connected. Um, it won't affect me because I have my notebooks and my thing and everyone else's life will be over. So I don't know. Beautiful. <laughs> and that meteor storm is the end of 2020 for sure. Yo, please. Uh, what the I fuck mean, we're is all, going on? I don't know. Let's ignore it, that for now and have some lofts. That sounds like something that uh, Gregory Wilfred Hughes would have a lot. <laughs> no, it's, it's Frederick. <laughs> Frederick. Oh, i sorry. I forgot Frederick. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. One more thing on the phones. Remember, you would leave your house and it was like you had no connection to anybody and you had to remember a whole bunch of phone numbers and you had to, uh, you had to get clues from the people that were out there to try to oh find my God. That might be somewhere else. Right. Was, what about was- when you would say, you would say like, meet me here at blank. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. You'd say it once. Yeah. And that was the end of it. It wasn't like 5,000 times. Okay. I'm leaving now. Okay. Here I'm going to be five. Eight. It was like, meet me here. And then you got there and the person, it was like, plus, Oh, yeah. I remember one time. <laughs> I went on for, um, I had auditioned for, you know, for All American Girl with Margaret Cho. And, and, I, and I went to the network, it was a Thursday, and I went to the network and I was all packed because I was leaving to go to North Carolina for a gig that night. And the agent said, listen, if you get this, you're not going to North Carolina. So go home and sit by the phone. I had to sit by the fucking phone. Wow. And wait for the phone to ring to see if I got the gig, which I did. And then I never went to North Carolina and then they never booked me at that club again. Anyway, but um, not better at all. But, but it was yeah. like the anticipation, like, and plus walking down the street and just being with your thoughts and just, yeah. there's none of that. There is none of that anymore. Nothing. Judy, no. I, I got to jump in here, Judy, with um, something. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's always dangerous when he says that. I know. Uh oh, one of the hosts of the show wants to talk. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you invited the big egos on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the sitting by the phone thing is uh, crazy, but even crazier is. Um, like as a stand-up comedian, you want to become more famous to get more people to come out to see you live, et cetera. So the 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 club never having you back just because you got, uh, you know, you got cast in something last minute. Uh, that just sticks with me. I don't I, I don't feel like they should have uh, done that to you. I, you know, it people they hold grudges, and I I am not one of these comics that does this. But when you're a woman, I'm telling you. And you're like, sorry, I can't come last. It really is different. It is a little different for us. Oh, I'm sure, um, I'm sure for every ethnicity as well. Yeah. I mean, being a white guy, you could definitely cancel on people uh, easier. Right. Like you say, sorry, I can't make it. And everybody uh, gets over it quicker for some reason. Right. Yeah. So it, it doesn't like, become, you, know, you don't become uh, known as unreliable or something, you know? Right. So it's like, oh my God, I can't believe you. Do. I, I'm, I went out of my way to have a fe- female headliner and now you're fucking, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, if I was just, you know, Joe comic, it, it wouldn't be an issue. You'd get another Joe comic. So what club was it? 
was it Charlie Goodnights? I don't know. Yeah, it was they're something in, like that. Yeah, they're in Raleigh and they're booked by the, the people who book Helium, so it's not even the same people. So. Yeah, but this was 25 years ago. Yeah, I'm, sa I'm just saying whoever didn't, you know, whoever yeah. held, held that grudge is probably dead or maybe doesn't even run the club anymore. Right. And, and I, uh, let's, yeah, let's and get club, you, let's, club let's work. Figure it out. Really I want to figure it out and get you in there. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> So, you know, nobody's, none of the, a lot of the clubs aren't even open right now anyways. So, I know. You know Sucks. What are you going to do? Um, but yeah, this is, this is super great. Cause like, you know, we've had guests on this show that, uh, you know, two minutes in, we're done talking about Doug's and we don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> and uh, uh, the both of you are just, you know, you're professional. Yeah, we don't shut the fuck up. Well, we're from New York. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Opie, you're not in the city though, are you? You moved. Oh my God. I'm looking at the ocean right now and I, I've only been back to New York City uh, three times to get bills since March. I have been there twice since March. It's scary, right? We live in the same area, Upper West yeah, Side. I'm, is getting nuts. I, you know, it's so weird. I've been. I'm in Provincetown, at, and you know, I see the. I go to the ocean. I go to the bay. I play tennis every day. You know, it's it's a it's a whole new world. But <laughs> beautiful. I mean. I feel like I just left my life. It's so weird. Like I was thinking yeah. today, I'm like, I haven't been back to my apartment. And a part of me is like, I don't ever want to go back there again. I mean, yep. but I don't know because uh, it's just, we it's so fucking weird. It's just weird. I like not going out every fucking night. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's not coming back anytime soon. Because everyone figured out that uh, this new way of life, even if they figure out the coronavirus, that they could work from home. And a lot of right. those restaurants are, are not going to open up. And a lot of those places that we know and love are, are gone for forever, man. I think New York City is going to be a great place for young people because they'll be more affordable. And they're, they're more than willing to be adventurous and, and go with the whole vibe until it, it gets itself back together. But being older with uh, two young kids, I, I don't want to go back. Yeah, I well, mean, also, I, there, you, know, you yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Doug. I was oh. just gonna say, like the the kids thing, like the people that are just like it does, it doesn't affect kids. I I, I just feel so bad that people are are that, like we don't even we don't even know all of the effects of it yet. Like they're still yeah. saying, oh yeah, and it does this and it does that. Well, oh my right. God, you know, my son plays basketball for Tulane, and he got it from his roommate tested positive, and then he came home, he wasn't positive, but he had a quarantine. And he ended up getting it, I guess, because it's an incubation period. His girlfriend got it. And then everyone in my family got it. But um, they just came out today and said, all these athletes who have had COVID or have COVID have that myocardia there. That's the right. heart thing now. So I, I just literally 10 minutes before, was texting with the other mother to get him checked out because it's like, you don't know. My, my other son still is like coughing. It's, it's like, you don't fucking know. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's such a weird, uh, such a weird thing, but you know, uh, in the, in all of our cases, we're lucky that we can just sit at home for a while, but you know, uh, that's got, you know, everything's got to have this uh, quote unquote new normal's got to, you know, uh, got to be figured out. Yes. 
yeah, we can't just go back to the old, you know, what we're used to. It's obviously things have changed forever, no matter what. Yeah. But everyone is looking at this like, well, when are they going to get the vaccine so we could just go back to our lives? It's, no, it, everything's changed. Not. And the other yeah. thing is, you live in New York City so that when you leave your apartment, you're in New yeah. York City. But right. there's no New York City. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's just no, there's no reason to be there. Right. It's just really and, sad. Know. And I feel, and then, then, then there's the people like, you my city's never going to die. You know, I still love New York and I still, but I, I have, you know, like there's the violence and the fact they took over all these really cool hotels on the Upper West Side where <laughs> Opie and I live and put like homeless meth addicts in there. I mean, what the fuck? I hate de Blasio so much. I can't even tell you. Same. I'm, I'm on the same page with you. And it's, uh, you know, it, New York City is looked at as a very liberal city until you put homeless people in these really fancy hotels in your neighborhood. And then guess what? You're not as liberal anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's really frustrating. Like the, the two or three homeless that have been living with me, because that's in L.A., uh, Garcetti made us all yeah. to people. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, the ones that live with me have been mostly a nuisance. Yeah, but sometimes you know it's good company during quarantine. Sometimes you just you, you start telling stories and you have a nice you know nice. Evening. <laughs> um, of of course. But Jeopardy is coming back on September fourteenth, and uh, Alex Trebek was always six feet away from the contestants, and yeah. uh, they just moved their podiums a little further apart. I know, and he's high risk. The show right. never needed an audience to begin with because the audience is just supposed to be quiet, you know, the whole time. <laughs> so, right. uh, so they're back in business. They've been, they've been uh, quietly shooting since July. Right. And hot, here's a hot piece of gossip. Uh, they've got uh, Ken Jennings is uh, like not co-hosting, but he stepped <gasps> in once in a while. Wow. And, and category. And I think they're grooming him to uh, eventually Ooh. be the host of Jeopardy. Interesting. Yeah. And which I would be very much in favor of because he certainly is, uh, you know, proven to be. That's, that's crazy. Very good at it. Like you'd yeah. never. Do you see how the fucking world works? And like, who would think that would be his replacement? Right. Bro. You know? Yeah. It just he managed to become like it's a, a, a different world where contestants can become as famous or more so than the host of the show. Right. Right. Um, it's so weird. So Why doesn't something like that happen to me? The fuck? <laughs> I, I, can, I can guarantee most game show hosts wouldn't get the gig if it involved being great at the game. Right, exactly. But he's going to be, you know, he's going to be, you're going to be like, oh, he really does know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is he, is he ad-libbing this entire game? <laughs> yeah, right. Hi, I don't even need cue cards, guys. <laughs> they should not give him the answer. They should let him just, he should be, yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. it's them versus uh, Ken. Yeah, all three versus, I like that. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey Doug and Doug, can I ask Judy a geography question? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Because she's in Provincetown, and uh, I want to know how, how close you are to where Roy Cohn used to uh, rent. Oh, my God, I'm right here. I'm right here. We were really? talking about it. Yes, I'm in, the, I'm in Provincetown proper. I'm, like, right at the tip. And, you know, there's this big – there's uh, David Geffen had just 
uh, put his boat here for a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. And it's just so yeah. obnoxious because you look out on the bay and there's a big boat, but there's another big boat there. And last night I was like, whose boat is that? And they're like, I don't know, Roy Cohen's. Like, we, everyone makes Roy Cohen jokes here now because of that fucking documentary. But yeah. <laughs> the document, that documentary was amazing. What a motherfucker, huh? No what kidding. A sick I, fuck. Absolutely. Absolutely a sick fuck. And then he, they, he hid the fact that he was gay all those years, huh? I know. This self-hating gay and shit is so boring. <laughs> Just so boring. It's like, uh, okay, great. Right. Okay, fine. Yeah. Like, no one gives a shit. I don't no know. No one which, gives a shit. Rich people should be the first people to be, like, exactly what they want to be. Right. Like, like yes. call me whatever you want, you know, whatever they want to be called. <laughs> like, it should just be uh, any group they want to fit into. Um, and then they should give most of their money to, to help the world instead of just sitting there with it doing nothing. I like that. Right. right? It's very nice. Yeah. But Provincetown, Provincetown, I got to visit because I went to the Provincetown Film Festival for a few days. Um, and man, I fell in love with that place. What a, what, I'm, I'm so excited that you live there. Yeah, I bought a house here in 1994. Um, and I'm telling you, all those shitty years where I had no money, where I got divorced, like everything, people were like, oh, if you just sell the house, you'll be fine. I was like, I'm never selling this house. And, you know, the mortgage has been over leveraged <laughs> for quite some time. <laughs> but, you know, in March when this whole thing happened, thank God I had oh, yeah. this house. Yeah, no kidding. And I really, I love living here. I mean, yeah, I miss doing my sets. I and mean, I'm doing two shows a week here, so that's good. Oh, but, because wow. they have an outdoor, um, one of the clubs is doing an outdoor, outdoor shows by the pool. So that's fine. But, you know, the food is great. It's a community. I can go hiking. I can go biking. I can go swimming. I can play tennis. I can go to the gym. And, and I don't know. It's like living like a normal person. I have space. Right. When you do uh, come wintertime, don't most people that live there get the hell out of there for winter? A lot of them do because January and February sucks. Not this but winter, a, though. <laughs> but a lot of them stay. I know. And in March, it was like packed. And there's the food here is so fucking good. There's so many artists because of the, the light reflects off the bay and the ocean. So there's so many, you know, artists here. There's so many writers. They have writer workshops. It's just, it's really, it's like an artist colony. Caricature artist. Huh? Yeah. I, I, I got a connection to Provincetown, Judy. How? I was, I was conceived there. No way! What? <laughs> I swear to God. No fucking way! <laughs> I swear to God. What, your my parents, parents were on like some sort of gay weekend? <laughs> I, well, I know. I what mean, were they here for? Their honeymoon. And I mean, <laughs> I'm, I was born, no joke, nine months to the day. So I, I'm a honeymoon baby. And they, they honeymooned in uh, Provincetown. I was conceived in P-Town. Oh my God! What do they? Do you know where they were staying? No idea, man. You you no. haven't come across the plaque, Judy, of where he was conceived. <laughs> I uh, when oh, I lived in Boston, we would we, when I lived in Boston, we took uh, the Provincetown trip every once in a while. It it really is a a wonderful place. It's really, you know, it's the way the world should be. It's just free to be you and me here. 
Yeah, it's like you get, uh, uh, you know, any night of the week, I think you could see a drag show if you're in the mood for that. Right. And, uh, well, not anymore. But well, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, you know, but the the outside thing sounds uh, incredible. Like, uh, yeah. in, you know, and, and that you could play tennis every day. And, uh, oh, yeah. I belong to the tennis club because I'm white. And then um, <laughs> they, yeah, the, t the, yeah, the outdoor shows are great. Um, I mean, it's weird. The sound is weird, but I don't care. I have an audience. Um, and I don't know. There's just so much to do. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's great. I've been wanting to come back there either, you know, either to come back to the film festival or just to uh, visit again because it's also yeah. it's a the ferry ride over from Boston's not very long and uh, you know uh, kind of fun. It's, it gets a little choppy sometimes, but uh, uh, yeah, I just had a really pleasant time there. Um, can't remember the name of the hotel, but it's right right next to the you know sort of the downtown area. The th the theater. Did you, you yeah. what, what movie, the film festival's really good, but you know, they canceled everything this year, yeah. so. Yeah. The film that I, I saw the film, they have like a, a tiny multi, like two screen theater with a bar attached to it. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's I, where I, I perform. It's called the Art House, yeah. Yeah, so I saw, I saw the movie that I was there for. I saw it there, and then I saw another movie. Saw that uh, Nicole Kidman, Colin Farrell movie, The Beguiled. Yeah. I saw it in the, they did it in the high school gym or something there. Yeah, isn't that cool? That, that, um. <laughs> yeah, so that was funny to me to be seeing this uh, kind of, you know, spicy movie. And, and, and then when people would walk around the floor, you know. A lot of people perform there, you know, when they need bigger rooms in the summer with good sound. But that's a cute little theater there. Yeah. No, nice the whole, call. The whole place is, is adorable. I really love yeah. it. And the fact that they figured it out, they figured out how to have entertainment here because they're gay. So they figured it the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm -hmm. the show must go on for sure. Um, I got a question for you, Opie. Yes. Why like in a motion picture, like in that movie, uh, Chris Rock's movie, Top Five, why are you, why are you credited as Greg Hughes and there's, and there's no Opie in there at all, not even like in quotes? That's a great question. Actually, I was so excited to be in that movie, and then I'm like blurred out in the background. I mean, I'm barely in that movie. And then so that's they, what you're saying is they, they so they blurred out the word name Opie. <laughs> 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 maybe they. I don't know. Maybe they had to credit my real name to pay me or something. I, I have no idea. That's, that's, that's hilarious. A, yeah, yeah, I think because like, aren't you? You're like in Grand Theft Auto also. Yes. yes. Yeah, oh, wow. You're, you're uh, looking at my credits. I like this. But you're also Greg Hughes there, I think. I think just legally, I think you just yeah. never go to the trouble of saying, hey, can you call me Opie? You just like go with your legal name. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you're you know, right. Like, are you a member of, of AFTRA? Uh, I am. Yeah. But so I you're never. Probably, you're probably Greg I, Hughes in AFTRA. You're not Greg Opie Hughes. Uh, yeah, I guess. When I started in radio, my, my name was Greg Opie Hughes, and a PD said, Greg Hughes is a good radio name, and Opie's a wonderful radio name. Pick one or the other. And I said, all right, I'll, I'll just be Opie. And that was it. But I uh, love yeah. that he bump pumped you up with Greg Hughes is a wonderful radio name. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's so boring. You're right. There's nothing to it. It's a terrible name. Well, you, know that I, you know that I met uh, the real Opie? Oh, wow. 
What is that? Did I ever tell you the story? You mean Ron Howard? Ron Howard? Yeah, man. So uh, really quickly, Upper West Side, uh, Starbucks on, I want to say, 73rd and Columbus, I think, Judy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. On a, on a Saturday morning, I, I would run there when I was living on 71st, and I would get coffee for me and my now wife. And I go there real early on a Saturday morning. I go in. There's three people there, me, Ron Howard, and a fan of my radio show. So oh my I walk in. I swear to God. So I walk in and I see Ron Howard and I'm like, I've been waiting my whole life to, to tell him, you know, I'm the other Opie, right? This is my moment. But the fan of the radio show goes, holy shit, I can't believe you're in here. Can I get a picture? And he's freaking out, right? We all had those moments. And I'm like, well, screw that I'm here. You know, the, the guy I'm named after is right over. And he, he already left. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> no. So I go, so I go I- home and it was the... No, it was the fan that distracted me, and and I I didn't get my opportunity. But I go home, and I tell my wife, and I'm like, he's got to be on the street still. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I run back out with a portable camera to get a picture, and he's under the scaffolding. I'll never forget this, and it's raining, and there's no one around. And I I, I walk up to him. I go, "Uh, Ron, uh, I just want to introduce myself. I'm Opie from the Opie and Anthony show. He goes, I know who you are. He goes, you're giving the name a run for uh, for, for the money. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he knew all about my career, and we talked about Howard Stern and this and that. And then he, he wanted to invite me on to a movie set because he wanted to introduce me to other people in his circle. Uh, long story short, that never happened, but he ended up doing um, the radio show after that. And he was such a nice, down-to-earth guy. Oh, my God. You know, I – all right, this is going to be the queerest fucking thing I ever say, and I can't even believe I'm telling you this. <laughs> well, at least you're saying it from one of the queerest fucking places. Yeah, I am. And a queer is saying it. A queer is telling you a queer story. So Queer as it gets. I, when I moved to New York in 1984, I don't know, I was keeping a journal, whatever. And I remember one day I was like, I love New York. I was walking. It was such a wonderful day. It was, I, I, it's, it's at my place in New York, but it's so queer. Because, you know, even writing in my journal, I try to be fun. It's like, you're just fucking writing in a journal. I have to be like, right. you know? And so it was like, I was walking in Central Park and I saw Ron Howard. It was like an omen. It was the queerest fucking thing. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. I know. And I was like, oh, part of my childhood. Blah, 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 vomit, vomit, vomit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we all had those moments living in New York City where you walk in around and all of a sudden you see a huge celebrity. Right. Uh, remember when uh, Peter Jennings was fighting that cancer? Yeah. So I see him walking in Central Park and I'm thinking, this is my moment to say hi to Peter Jennings. And he's, he didn't look that great and he was losing his battle. And the only thing I could think of at the time was to say, good luck, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, you're such an I, asshole. I, but, but I don't mean to be an asshole. I panicked. I didn't know what to say. And it, it was should've. obvious that. Right. You should have ran up to him and said, I'm the other Opie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times that worked. Uh, there you go. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I saw uh, Ron Howard when I went to a taping of Happy Days. No, you didn't. What? No, he, you know, come he, on. He, he was Did there. Did you? The show. Yeah, I used to, when I was young, and I, I used to go to 
like especially like my high school and stuff would have uh, bus trips up to LA because I grew up in San Diego. So we'd have bus trips up to LA to go see, you know, TV shows being taped. Okay, I have a question for someone who grew up in New Jersey, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Being a kid, because, all right, so uh, those, they were so, it was like, I just want to run away to those houses, but did it ruin it for you going to see it taped that like the whole fantasy that it was real part of it? As a kid? <laughs> well, because I was, I was, you know, I didn't know when I was super young. It was, you know, it wasn't until like high school and, and beyond that I started going to TV show tapings. And I feel like I was drawn to them just because I, I wanted to be, a, you know, a performer and a writer. And uh, I just, you know, I wasn't imagining working in television, but I was, you know, so into it. So, yeah, I don't, even back then, even, even in the 70s and 80s and stuff, there was enough behind the scenes material about TV that like you never really felt. I don't think kids really feel like it's that real, but you know, right. Depends on the age, I guess. But it was, it was real eye opening. I always like to tell Bob Saget whenever I run into him that I saw him, uh, I saw him do studio audience warm up at a sitcom taping. And I always thought it was, um, I always thought it was Mork and Mindy, but it, but he always corrects me and says that it was, uh, I must have gone to a taping of Bosom Buddies. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I did. I did go to a Bosom Buddies, but for some reason, I always associated Bob Saget with being the guy I saw do warm up at, uh, at Mork and Mindy. Wait, did you hate it? Hey, like what? going to the things, was it too long? Or were you like, oh my God, this is so cool. Oh, it always goes on for too long. But then yeah. it also it strangely prepared me for, I don't think a lot of actors when they get cast in a small part in Friends realize that if their scene is in the end of the episode, they're not going to get to it until midnight. Wow. So, wow. so I just, I sat around on, at, at Warner Brothers the day I was on Friends. It was like eight hours of sitting around before you know jumping out there and saying two lines it was really uh it's really strange but that show friends they used to like do super long tapings and then when um when people would get bored or tired or need to go pay their sitter uh when they'd leave they'd have a line outside and replace those people with new bodies just have a packed audience that every goddamn thing they say no matter no matter what it is when you're sitting around waiting for eight hours to do a couple lines, are you getting in your head at any point? I, I mean, it's two lines with Jennifer Aniston. I was like losing my mind. I was like, wow. Yeah. I, I couldn't wait to get it the fuck over with. And they're just, they just, re, <laughs> they do so many retakes. They retake every scene and keep like kind of tweaking lines. And like, so the taping takes forever. Oh my God. And I didn't a very, like uh, almost the last scene of the episode. It was so funny too, like uh, driving home. I'd always heard that uh, Matt LeBlanc, uh, Joey was like a really, like really into driving fast and sports cars. And I was driving over Barham uh, to go home for the, uh, from the taping. And suddenly a really loud sports car comes flying up behind me and just zooms right by. And, but it was, it wasn't too fast. It wasn't so fast. I couldn't see it. It was, it was fucking Matt LeBlanc. He, I, I, I've been waiting for him to die in a car accident. He was driving so crazy. Wow. And that's what they say about him is that he's just a crazy driver. (laughs) Oh God. All right. So 
Let's go to a quick commercial break. It's super quick on this show. It's like you barely even notice it. And, uh, and then we'll uh, get into, oh, we still need to find out some Dougs that you, that Judy and, and okay. have encountered in there. You must okay. know some Dougs. So we'll do that right after this. We'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at Squeezed.com. We're back. <laughs> that was a great commercial break. <laughs> and I peed, I shit, I had my coffee. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, all right. So, Judy Gold, tell us about the Dugs in your life. How many Dugs? You said earlier you don't really have a lot of Dugs that you know or have known. I thought she said okay, she hated it. Okay, I'm going to tell you my Dugs. Ready? They're yeah. all they're Jews. Okay. Doug Nevin is my lawyer. Um, he is gay. He is a, re a lawyer and a theater producer. He is gay, 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 gay. He's really fucking smart. Um, I think he went to Yale. Let me look it up. Um, like, a, like a great Doug. Yeah, he's a great <laughs> Doug. Um, Good Doug. He's, he's known as a theater, but he's a principal attorney at Nevin Law Group. Um, what's, like big, what's like a big uh, theater case that he would have to do? Oh, he went, he's a graduate of the University of Wisconsin and the Emory University School of Law. He founded his own law firm in 2014. He's you really a great guy. Question. He's published articles in, <laughs> on topics in transactional and entertainment law, has lectured on various elements of his practice. He was managing editor of the Emory Law Journal, recipient of the American Society of Composers, oh Authors, and Publishers, Nathan Birkin Memorial Prize in Copyright Law at Emory. He's really fucking smart and nice. Wow, okay? he, might be, he might be as good as, uh, you know, there was a Doug that just came back from space. Really? Just yeah, your Doug is a very accomplished Doug, yeah. Yeah, he's like probably second only to Astro Doug because uh, your, your, Doug, your Doug, the lawyer, hasn't gone to space, has he? No, I don't think he wants yeah, to. Yeah, see, I think Brian Regan <laughs> said that, it used to have a bit about how when you've been to space, that trumps every story anybody has. Right, that's true. <laughs> oh that's my God. True. That is, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. That's true. Oh, I went to the moon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then do you want my other Doug or you want to go to an Opie Doug? No, I, I, I feel like Opie's going to come up blank compared to the, how much of the... Uh, well, you're going to be 
you're going to be disappointed in my dog, but what, <laughs> let Judy uh, let Judy finish. <laughs> okay, ready? Uh, what else have you got, Judy? <laughs> Doug Kleinman. Now, Doug Kleinman, uh, I know from he did stand up, um, but he grew up on the Upper West Side, and he is he works for Ripco. You know the the. Um, what they they sell commercial real estate or they the, the, yeah they're like brokers real estate brokers ripco mm. um and he know and like he's one of these doug guys all right he's short he's short like the other doug which is weird they're both jews they're both short and they both have dark hair but doug kleinman you know he was one of he's like i'm a comic but i'm also a commercial real estate guy because I can't really give it all into comedy. Um, and he also is like, now has run for office as like the representative, you know, I don't know, like a small, a small government thing representing the Upper West Side. Um, so he has his foot in like, I, I know all these comics, I'm in the comedy world, I know I do the commercial real estate, I'm an upper, I grew up on the Upper West Side, so now I, you know, I do some, you know, politicals, I'm politically active. And then he also, for some fucking reason, every time I go get a pedicure, he's at the fucking pedicure place. <laughs> like, I think he's in love with the fucking woman who owns the pedicure place who's married and has a kid. Okay, so that's it. That's my Doug Climate. And I always see him like walking around. You know, he's one of these guys. You always see him around the neighborhood. He's really nice. He's really nice. But for some reason, he's always at the fucking pedicure place. That, I mean, now. talk about a great person to have a crush on somebody that you pay to mess around with your feet. Yeah. I think they're just <laughs> friends, but I think he has a little, you know. Yeah. The you know, those Jewish men. Yeah, it's innocent. I'm going to say something that will get me in trouble, but. There are a lot of Jewish men who love Asian women. Really? Yes. Never heard that before. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I thought everybody loved Asian women. I mean, I love Asian women, but there's a lot who are like only date Asian women. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see either side of that. Really. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I believe. I well, believe you. Do, I'm just saying. I, yeah. It's strange to me. You know, like it just yeah. it seems like, especially. It just seems like we're you know such a, a melting pot these days. And yes, that's know, true. Even though people are a lot of people are over it, and but there, there's still plenty of racism to go around. So it's. Oh uh, my God! There's so much. It's fucking. <laughs> it's it's like surprising how much of it there. You know, like, I didn't think racism was over because we had a black president, but I certainly didn't know that it was bubbling so, so much. I can't fucking, you know, you think about it as a parent, it, to have to say to your kid, listen, make sure, you know, if a cop stops you, just, I don't even know, like, make sure there's no taillight out, make sure you have your license, you know, like, just, I already worry about my kids, but having to wonder every time your kid goes out if they're going to fucking come, it's just, it's awful. And it's because yeah. we have fucking cameras on our phones. 
Yeah, if we didn't have cameras on our phones, we wouldn't have to see these incidents. Shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying. Wow. It's thank God they're documented now. You know what? I fucking hate both. I hate all of you. I already get hate mail whenever I do any of your shit, and now I'm going to get more hate mail. My, my, I agree. My perspective. I my perspective. Would, so, oh, sorry. Sorry, Doug. No, I'm just saying I agree with her. I was just joking around. I know. Yeah. Yeah, of course we all. Well, yeah. My perspective was always different. When I got pulled over by a cop, I was like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, right? As a white person, we'd get irritated by them. Yes. I hope he's I not going to kill me. Right? I, I was hoping for, I was hoping, sorry. I was hoping for a laugh, but I was also, there was a little uh, reality to that as well. I, I, right. You I, go, I, hey, I was never help. worried. Right. Never How worried. can I help you? They get stopped. And it's like, is this my last breath I'm taking? It's not right. And then fat fuck Bill Barr fucking saying, oh, I've never seen anything. Shut the fuck up, you fat piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fat shaming. Everyone who I'm fat shaming, write me at uh, judygold.com and tell me that I'm a fat shamer. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, and read Judy's book and then you'll understand why all that's okay. I mean, yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta call him something, and you can only assume about like tiny dick or something like that. But he clearly is he clearly does have a weight problem. So yeah, it's a fat fuck. In his case, right. go ahead. Him, Chris Christie, <laughs> right? There's a bunch you can say fat fuck about. Yeah, you, they're fucks and they're fat. Right. <laughs> so they're fat fucks. Yeah, yeah. They're clearly living high on the hog while being a mm -hmm. fuck. Right. <laughs> Fuck them, motherfuckers. That's one thing you gotta you gotta love about satellite radio and podcasting yeah. is that we can we can fat fuck all day long. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And so uh, I I got a dog story. Okay, Ooh. let's uh, let's get so into it. Well, so when Doug texted me and said, you know, you gotta do my podcast, Wide World of Dogs, I got instantly triggered. Uh, I, I don't oh like the name Doug because because uh, <laughs> my my beautiful wife when she was uh, a child she was tormented by a dog. Fuck what? And here's the story. So she's uh, getting ready for her first communion. She's got her nice little dress on, and they now have the you know the party in the backyard. And this guy named Doug decided that he wanted to get my wife in this box to torture her. What? So basically, Doug Was goes, uh, A magician? Uh, no, just an <laughs> asshole dog. <laughs> a dick of a person. So this, this dog goes to my, my wife and says, uh, I'm going to see if you can fit in this box. And, you know, she's young and naive and thinking that everything's good. So she goes in the box and then the guy locks her in the box and sits on it and we'll let her out. And she's screaming bloody murder inside the box for a while. There you oh go. Fun God. story. Fun story for <laughs> everybody. Fuck him. Who the fuck <laughs> exactly. is he? Exactly. She has told this story many, many times. What so is he doing now? What is that dog doing now? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I don't know. Maybe I could get a note. Yeah, you should, try to, you should try to track him down and... Yeah. And you know, you, any luck at all, he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I was going to say put him in a box, but he's too much of a fat fuck. He's yeah. not going to fit. He's so. a fucking yeah. fat so, fucking piece of shit. I'm sorry I don't have a fun-loving dog story for you, Mr. Benson. Oh, that's, but that's, oh, that's my dog story. We're building up cases uh, We're building up cases for and against uh, the name Doug on this show. Because <laughs> well, put me in the against column. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because people, there are bullies that are named Doug, and I think I think you get pushed into either being like creative or a bully by having yeah. such a, a boring name. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you either roll with the jokes or they take over and and you get enraged and become a bully. Yeah. Yeah, because also bullies are, are tend to be some of the funniest kids. Like they, uh, you know, True. they usually in, in, employ a lot of humor while they're bullying. <laughs> right. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you got to really that's where you got to step up and like that's how I survived school is I was never particularly athletic or I didn't run with a, any kind of tough kids I just was amusing enough to people that they just sort of you know let it slide you know I didn't get uh, ridiculed oh like most, a, I couldn't as much as I help. would have if I hadn't developed a sense of humor right right um, well you have to it's a coping mechanism yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, and Doug is just not, it does not instill any, anything in anybody. They just think you're just a, maybe a, a gentle Canadian man. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to think of a Doug bully, though, just because, again, the name doesn't instill a lot of fear into people. Uh oh, right, watch out for Doug. That's, you know, like look at Home Alone, the bully in that, his name's Buzz. Like, I think people with silly names. Opie not included. Uh, people with silly <laughs> names uh, probably can lean towards being bullies because they're already they're already being victimized every time someone speaks to them. Right. <laughs> right. You know, because bullies have been bullied by somebody. They don't just they don't just miraculously get the idea to start bullying without uh, an example. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like people who bully are just. They're always motherfucking out. They're always insecure fucking assholes. Yeah, they really are. Every oh, time I sure. see, every time I see a sitcom or any kind of TV show or movie that's dealing with their their kid having trouble with a bully at school, there are no good answers. Right. It's just you got. They're relentless. Just, they're, you know, they're relentless. Yeah. There's just no. You just have to fucking get a thick skin, and that's a terrible right. thing to have to say to somebody. No, but it's true, and it's like. And now it's like no one can deal with that. So no one, everyone, can, no one can feel uncomfortable. No, it's like, oh, I, I have to go to a safe space. Shut the fuck up. The world isn't a safe place. Too bad. Yeah, so true. Well, that's what all this isolation is doing, I guess, is making it a little harder for bullying, especially of the physical kind. You know what it's also good for? School shootings. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, really wow. been yeah. like, a, like, I can't believe Trump hasn't bragged about the lack of school shootings lately. <laughs> I know, right? That should be his platform. I stopped school shootings. You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, I know Judy's not a fan, I, but he's entertaining as all hell. You got it. Okay. Right? Okay, for you, he's entertaining. Oh, all right. He's mute, mute the world. microphone. 
Uh, I just wanted to get her going. No, yeah. the whole Sarah, the whole Sarah Sanders taking one for the team uh, thing I that know. came he's out a couple a days ago. Fucking, he's just dumb. He's <laughs> dumb. He's evil. He's, he's classless. Such... He's a fucking liar. He's just disgusting. He's fucking gross. I hate him. <laughs> Hey, not to mention, you know, uh, you know, maybe he was just winking to be nice. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he tells her to go he to tells North her to North. take one for the team. What the fuck is that? Uh, she has to go to North Korea. And and, and he said and get that, fucked uh, by Kim Jong un. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah a, and, that's and a, that her husband and kids would understand. Yeah, they'd miss that's her, but idiot. she'd be a hero. Oh my god. Hey, I'm not a fan of Trump. I really am not, but uh, this, the, it's what entertaining a, at times. I know he's ruining everything, but God. What a fun is, turn, though. That that would be such a fun turn if uh, Sarah Sanders moved to Korea and got married. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, so, be so funny. Those kids would be really attracted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like that dude uh, probably winks at every every. I know. Not a dude, you know, and maybe even. Oh some yeah. Dudes do. Oh god. Maybe he had. Maybe god, he just had. Some, probably just had something in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Sarah Sanders. Yeah right. <laughs> Whoa! Hey. Hey now. Hey. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, all right. God. Let's talk about uh, what you guys, what the two of you are up to. People have been hearing from Doug Mellard and I every every week on this show, but uh, since you're one-time guests. Um, well, I guess we're not coming back, Opie. Well, there's no, <laughs> well, you know, you told us, I mean, you know, if you called me up and said, hey, guess what? I've got another great story about someone named Doug. Uh, well, you know, oh, or yeah, maybe that's true. You're back. That is true. If Opie comes across that bully and finds him, oh, that's yeah, a good. No, yeah. I, I, I knew this was a one and done because I was panicking and I had one Doug story that I'm barely attached to. So I, I know it's over as yeah, far as uh, the, the wild world of yeah. Doug podcast, I mean, you, whatever it's called. Yeah, you barely got through this one episode. <laughs> have you ever had a story? <laughs> have, you, have you ever had a Doug story about a Doug under like... 50 years old go um oh well, i'm i'm 41 yeah so he made it um <laughs> oh right so you're 40, there, right. under, 40 under 40 there's yeah. definitely some young dugs there's young dugs and one area where there's a lot of dugs is um uh, professional sports both white and black oh yeah that's true um, it is a sport name like doug blank blank yeah you know? i think again i think that they're you're, you know if you don't choose to be athletic it, then doug is more of a liability yeah sure. coming to the field doug blah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah who, who plays for the like buffalo it, bills yeah and doug blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> We got to like t pull the sound bites of her doing that for promos for this show. Coming, <laughs> coming to the stage right now. Doug blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's just like, cause that last name has to have something. Cause Doug is so like, blah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're well aware. Yeah. We're well, we, both, we both have boring last names too. So it's really, it's been a, it's yeah. been a uphill climb. Nobel <laughs> Prize winner, Doug Bashanda Galafalakabada. <laughs> what can people look for right now from you, Judy? The book is called 
The book is called Yes, I Can Say That. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Um, and it's really, it's about free speech from the perspective of a comedian and not taking yourself so fucking seriously and stop canceling comedians for trying to be fucking funny and shut the fuck up. Okay, so that's my pitch for the book. But Opie, honestly, Opie can tell you because it's, you know, coming from, it's coming from someone who read the book, it just means more. But so I've been promoting that and I have my podcast, Kill Me Now. Um, and I just, I want to perform, but... You know, I'm doing, yeah. I have two more shows next week here and then they, then it's over because it gets cold. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't didn't think of that. Outdoor shows in the, yeah. in the uh, East Coast winter, but, uh, you know. Uh, and the audio book was in the New York Times book review. Ooh, I was mentioned wow. in the New York Times book review <laughs> for new and noteworthy. So I'm way better than all of you. Who'd you, uh, who'd you get to do the audio book? Judy Gold. Oh, she was available? Yes. (laughs) They were fucking shocked. I know. know Did you know somebody that said you could reach out to her? (laughs) Yeah. They were like, oh my God, I can't believe you can get her. And I was, but you know, I'm happy. I I I mean, yeah, I want to, I want to ask Judy. So I actually listened to her book and it truly is well-researched and Oh, you didn't read it? You listened to it? A lot of people listened to it. To it they love and it I was, yeah because i was fishing because that's all i do these days and then every once in a while i do my podcast opie radio but but uh how could you, I, I, quick, I got a quick question how could you fish while listening to judy's book you must have been laughing so hard you'd scare the fish away <laughs> brilliant <laughs> brilliant no i, I do have a question though I was, I was very excited when judy decided to to read her own book but as a comedian judy was it hard not to just start riffing? Uh, oh my God, yes. The, yeah, okay. Because at times oh. I'm like, I know she's holding back right now and she wants to just go off on a five, 10 minute tangent of new stuff she's thinking about on the spot. Right, but you can't, and they have a director there. I oh, think they, wow. it was all virtual, but you know, they have a director and a producer. And, and then you have to go back if you made any mistakes or you're breathed or you're, something dropped, you know? So yeah, it's verbatim, baby. How many days did it take you? Three for the first one, and then one to go back and make corrections. Oh my God, that had to be boring in a way. Right? It's, and and because there was, and because it was June, there was and I was stuck in this booth, and no one else. There was only the owner of the studio was there, and they had right. everything separate. You had your, you know, right. here's the, your key to the bathroom. Here's your cup to, you know, everything. It was really wow. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Opie, what other uh, books are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't want to know. I, uh, I do a lot of uh, spiritual stuff now. Eckhart Tolle, you know, stuff like that. Um, but there's the Opie uh, podcast now, correct? Oh, yes, there is. Um, yeah, I have fun with that, actually. And I, How do people I do, do that? Huh? How do people, where do people go to find uh, the Opie podcast? Oh, I don't know, Doug. Uh, no, just put <laughs> Opie Radio in your podcast app. But and it's I also all the do podcast Facebook. places. Huh? Yeah, all the how, usual how often, places. How often do you do it? I see. I see on your Instagram a lot references to it. I um. Well, now I I'm looking at the ocean every day, so I'm I, I turn on Facebook Live and just fool around, and then some of that material makes it to the podcast, and some you know doesn't. So when I'm feeling it, man, I'm I'm at the point in my career where I'm, I'm not. 
taking anything seriously and I just uh, I'm just kind of enjoying myself uh, you know and that's that's about it really if you want to check it out great if not that's okay too go go get Judy's book and listen to Doug's podcast wide world of dogs <laughs> oh and you have to follow me on Twitter and uh, Insta yeah is right. at Judy gold j-e-w d-y-g-o-l-d yeah and you got you got American flags and your uh Oh, that was from when little someone, header said, there. someone said Jews aren't Americans. And that's an old fuck. I'm like, do you think I should get rid of those? Maybe. I'll I don't know. It feels, it feels a little like it confusing at this point. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Judy, for being here. Thank you, Opie. Thank, Thank you, you Doug. Yeah, thanks, guys. Like a <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Doug, Miller, Doug Miller, do you have anything uh, pluggable? I'm uh, performing this weekend in Santa Fe with Ron Howard. Oh, oh hey. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> no, I'll just say, uh, uh, well, I, I finally got a date for my album, Fart Safari 3, Fart Hard with a Vengeance, November 20th. So that's a little ways nice. off, but I'm excited. I finally got a date. But just find me on social at Doug Mellard. That's it. All right. And thanks, All right, this guys. This was fun, guys. Yeah. I, I dug it. it. It was. I dug this. Ah, nobody said that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever said that. Uh, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review if you're listening to the show. We've only been going for uh, how many weeks do you think we've done so far, Doug? Uh, is this 10, 11? 10 or 11 weeks, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know. That's another thing. You should both be proud that I came to you th this early Thank on you, Doggy Wuggy. Yes, thank you, Doug. I missed your brother. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah we'll I miss seeing you everyone. All right. We'll talk to you. Everybody will talk soon. And uh, as always, Doug. Got it.